3: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin.
2: And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom!
4: If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough... piping hot edition of the fifth hour with ben maller and danny g radio and we are not clowning around no no no, we're not i I said we're not clowning around as we are back in the podcast dojo for one of my favorite podcasts of the weekend the mailbag are you ready danny
5: we are mere hours away from nfl games so Thank you for fitting this into your rotation before all the uh, helmets hit on the field.
4: Yes, uh, God bless you for keeping the mailbag afloat, even in this crazy, joyous time where football is the king. And we must start this mailbag the proper way, and that means our buddy, Ohio Al, as we strike up the band. It's in the band. very good let's start the mailbag these are actual questions by actual listeners and as we always say you do not have to wait for me to post something on the facebook page i post usually tuesday during the day this week i posted later in the nighttime hours but the facebook page ben maller show and i post for this podcast on that page ben maller show on facebook you should follow that page from time to time, I do ask Ben's, and I take your questions and whatnot. And so, uh, I do that on Facebook and on my Twitter page at Ben Maller. We have the email. You can email me right now. You can email Danny G right now. Real Fifth Hour at gmail.com. Spell it out, all letters. Real Fifth Hour at Gmail dot com, and put mail in the headline. Name and city. Name and city, and we may use your question in a future edition of this mailbag podcast. Let's go to it right now. Mail, motherfucker. We start out with Kevin in Kansas. He says, Dear Ben and Danny G, both of you have negotiated and signed well-deserved lucrative contracts with Fox. Like an athlete, what are some of the incentives built into these contracts? Maybe a Marconi bonus a check or a paid vacation. Uh, Well, Danny... Sounds like Kevin wants to know exactly the financial agreements that we have with the company. Uh, So I do not have a lot of incentives in the contract. I don't. Uh, Part of that is because I don't have an agent. I did this all on my own. I'm my own agent. I'm like the Lamar Jackson of radio guys. Uh, So I don't have a big agent and all that. And it's kind of basic. There's not too many. Bells and whistles, I guess. Is that the right way to describe it? So, yeah. Uh, what about you, Danny? Any Anything you want to give Kevin? He's very curious about how much we make and what kind of bonuses we have and all the <laughs> offset. Language. Most of my contract is just in case something happens, I can't sue them and they can't sue me. That's, or, or they can sue me, I can't sue them. That's most of what they <laughs> well, are. they scared that you're going to go on a rant? I, I don't know. It's a, there's a lot of whatchamacallits in there. There's a lot of legalese. There's a lot of, as I always talk about, the boilerplate. There's a lot of boilerplate stuff in there that's in every mm-hmm. contract. I actually had to get some of it changed. That was one thing because of something I'm not allowed to talk about, but hopefully I will be able to talk about on this podcast. That What about you, Danny? Yeah.
5: Well, if you're Lamar Jackson, then I'm Mark Andrews. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Not a lot of contracts working on the production side of radio, but, you know, uh, management has been cool in the past with production. If your show hits milestones with podcast downloads, popularity, sponsors, especially sponsors, if sponsors are kicking in extra dough. But as far as paid vacations and lucrative incentives, broadcasting hasn't seen anything like that since the 1990s.
4: Well, I do know one of the other companies, I will not name them, a competing company. I have some friends that work there, and they tell me that they during COVID, they started this, I forget how they phrased it, but it's pretty much personal time. You can take as much personal time as you want. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but my uh, my buddy tells me that a lot of people have been uh, taking advantage, uh, shall we say, of that, and so now they don't know how to put the Toothpaste back in the tube because people are just randomly taking off Wednesdays because they have a dentist appointment and not going to the job. And part of our gig is repetition. You really got to be there to build up an audience and to build up a following. And there's a gap if you're not there. And we
5: don't even like taking our vacation days.
4: I don't. I, there's been, I, I have not taken a full allotment of vacation days in any year I've been here at the company. Next up.
5: I got mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay.
4: Listener Pierre from cyberspace. He's changed his location to appease Ferg Dog. Pierre says, Ben, it's that time of the year again. Time for a Mrs. Mallard to uh, Mrs. Mallard to drag you to another Halloween party. So the question is, what will you be dressing as this year? And what are some of your his and hers costumes of years gone by uh, those are good questions now I think the way we should answer this is have the listeners see if they can guess what I'm going to be for Halloween alright so if you want to email in you just keep it short and think what do you think I would be good as for Halloween and, and then next week Pierre same podcast time same podcast station I will reveal my Halloween costume, which I already have. I already have. Uh, the wife went out and bought a few things. I have the costume. And no one else has this information, Danny. This is a global exclusive. We need Marcel to tweet this out. Yeah, that's just what I need. That and the fact that he had oodles and noodles. Uh, so I'm. I we haven't done Halloween the last couple of years. It was canceled in this country because of COVID. And then in years past, I dressed as the Incredible Hulk one year... I remember that one that's the one I remember we've done some other costumes I just don't remember it's a bad job by me
5: my tinderoni was really excited by your Halloween party request Uh, I showed her your digital Halloween party invite first thing she did was jump on Amazon and other (laughs) websites to start looking at matching costumes
4: oh that's cool I I hope you guys can can make it it's going to be a lot of fun and, Not matching per se, but costumes that
5: go together. Girls, they, they live for that sort of thing. That's why they want to wear matching sweaters during Christmas and Hanukkah.
4: Yeah, this is something we've talked about when, when you worked on the show, Danny, that Halloween's been hijacked by the women. You guys don't mind it. You can make any outfit com- a, a complete whore's outfit, which is yeah. we're all fine with. Everyone's cool with that. No one's got yeah. a problem with that. We encourage it. Way to go. Bravo.
5: Give us more. Even a conservative woman, because my girl has nice curves, but she normally doesn't flaunt them. But for Halloween, she tells me, oh, well, it's got to be a slutty version of the costume. (laughs) It has to be. Even for her, this one time of the year, it's got to be something that shows cleavage at least.
4: Yeah. And the crowd's reaction to that? All right. Calm down. Calm down, please. All right. Perverts. What's wrong with you? All right, back. pay attention. It's time for mail call. Nick in Wisconsin writes, and he says, Ben and Danny G, if you could choose any animal that you could ride like a horse and it would obey and not harm you, which animal would you choose? Well, this is easy. I want a camel. How dare you. So there's only really three options I have. I have uh, an elephant, which I guess you could ride right now, but – uh, a hippopotamus or a rhino. Any one of those would be really, really cool. What about you, Danny? As a little kid, I used
5: to think about this when I was watching the TV show. What would Snuffleupagus do if you hopped <laughs> on his back?
4: That's a good one. That's a, I love <laughs> Snuffleupagus.
5: Yeah, I'm like, man, that dude just sitting around whining and bitching and complaining and moping around all the time, I would jump on that fool and make him give me a ride to Seven Eleven.
4: Well, the thing too about Snuffleupagus, which made him special, he wasn't in most of the episodes. Like he was a rare, it was rare and appropriate. As a kid, you saw Snuffleupagus, and it was special. Like you yeah. saw, you saw Big Bird all the time. You saw Ernie and Bert, Oscar the Grouch, every episode. But Snuffleupagus, that was like a special treat. That was like, oh wait a minute, this is a Halloween. I'm getting some candy. Here. I'm getting a little Snuffleupagus. Yeah, kind of like
5: the Count. You didn't get to see him on every episode. That's yes, that's true. That's another yeah. one.
3: I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: You've got mail. We go to Mike from Fullerton. He says, if there was a battle royale between all branches of the U.S. military, who do you think would come out on top? There's the Army, the Marines, the Navy, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, and don't forget the Space Force. Uh, that's from Mike in Fullerton. So uh, this, is, this, is, uh, this is a third-rail question, my man. This is a loaded question. Because as you know, based on the feedback we get and the data that we have, we have many fine active-duty military, retired military mm-hmm. that listen to these shows. But here's my experience. So I've I've known people that have been in every branch of the military. I don't think I've known anyone in the Coast Guard or the Space Force, but Air Force, Navy, Marines, Army. And here's what I hear. Every one of them believes their branch of the military is the greatest branch of the military, and everyone else sucks. But the ones that have made the most compelling argument to me are the Marines, that the Marines do a lot of the dirty work, and then they clear the way for the Army, and they clear the way for the Navy and the Air Force and all the other branches, but it's the Marines that get dropped in to Dante's Inferno and have to clean it up. So based on that, I'm going to go with the Marines. I'm going with the Marines. What about you, Danny?
5: Well, my grandfather, William, was a sergeant in the Army, World War II. Oh, wow. He helped their um fire Fire department, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Army Fire Department. And so when the uh, planes, when anything would crash, him and his crews had to go out there and get those flames out. And so he saw a lot of shit. They were some tough dudes. I mean, obviously, all those guys at war were tough sons of bitches. But I can't vote against the Army because of him.
4: Yeah, I grew up near two military bases. That no longer exist. I, I I was sandwiched between the El Toro Marine Base, which has been gone forever, and the Tustin Marine Base, and so there were two bases. I, I I would go there on open houses, and I remember the fire trucks. I was fascinated because they were so much bigger because they had you know these were yeah. air, they had Air Force, they had airplanes at the military bases, and so they had to be able to put out airplane fires and things like that. So they were like twice the size of the regular fire truck. So it was pretty cool. Uh, let's keep going here as we press on the mail bag. And uh, next up. I
5: got mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay.
4: Big Lou. We met Big Lou. I've met B- Big yeah. Lou several times from the LBC. Big Lou. A- Big Lou. He says also the fat Sal's benefactor. That is true. Big Lou has fed my belly. Uh, many times. And he says, long time, first time. Very funny. Without naming names, have you ever known or heard about, quote, grown-ups, close quote, uh, grown-up activities taking place in a sports radio studio you worked in? And then he says, see the movie 8 Mile. <laughs> share with the class, Danny, some of your your uh, radio stories there.
5: That uh... Uh, uh, No. no. Um, and, you know, I remember – visiting uh, old general manager of one of the big radio stations I worked for as a kid. He now runs radio stations in both Portland and Seattle. So I'm in Portland visiting Brian No and a couple of friends up there, and I went and saw him at his radio station. Program director is in his office, and he's introducing me, and he shared a story with his program director about how he caught me doing something With a female air talent in the main control room when i was 18. it it bothered me ben because i did really good radio for this guy number one ratings had a great night show then i got promoted to be the third guy on his morning show he gave me a great salary back then this was the you know mid 90s to late 90s when i was a kid so I'm thinking he's going to brag to his program director about how great I was working for him. No, he shares that one stupid story about how he caught me one time with a female in the studio. Bunch of hookers and cocaine.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So we, we have, uh, you know, listen, uh, things happen. Uh, you hear stories. Uh, I have not been the beneficiary of any of that activity, uh, with the, with the ladies. Uh, I mean there there've been some uh, some incidents uh where I, there was a guy I used to work with who well, I probably shouldn't say. But uh was it just, rhyme with? Uh, let's just say late at night we had access to the station and sometimes he would take his dates uh around the radio <laughs> the radio station to uh uh you know kind of christen uh, certain rooms at the at the radio station so but uh I of course did not benefit from any of that, so uh, we move on. Uh, what is next? Here? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and Barry. Actually, no, let's go to Daniel in Ohio first. Daniel says, I have forgotten how to hit on women. I need some tricks and tips to get me out of my slump i'm not i'm not going uh dumpster diving to get one uh, out of the way uh, that's a rookie move so i guess no slump buster i need a new solid strategy that's from daniel in ohio this sounds like the expertise of danny g from tinderoni tips back in the day
5: danny what's yeah, the- i mean he's talking about hitting on women in real life like the yeah, woman I- is physically there
4: i think he actually wants to like have physical like Relations that where well, I always wants physical relations with women, but he wants to like actually talk to them. Yeah,
5: yeah. Who does that anymore? Everything Old is school. online. Yeah, everything's online now. Unless he's trying to talk to a girl at church, or he's trying to talk to a girl at the bar. A girl at the bar, of course, you try to buy her a drink and get in good with her friends and dance with her and her friends, and you know you just make nice and you become part of their little group, and then at the end of the night you exchange phone numbers. So that's not that hard in person unless you're super shy, which is why so many people, Ben, go to Match.com and Tinder and all the other apps that are out there. Um, So my advice would be to pay attention to the girl's profile because what do most guys do when they look at a girl's profile? go to the pictures, that's it. Yeah, they just look at the pictures and they don't even really pay all that close of attention to the pictures the way they should. You can tell a lot about the girl from all her different pictures, what kind she posted, what she's doing, who else is in the photos. You have to almost be like a private investigator when you're looking at the photos and what she wrote, because if you just glance at it, and then you say something stupid to her, it's not going anywhere. There's a 100% chance that she is not going to write you back. So Ben, if she says, I'm a huge Disney fan in her profile, then when you write for the first time, you better mention something cool about your experience with Disney or Disneyland. She's going to know that you're paying attention to what she said and not just what she looks like.
4: Yeah, also I would advise you staying away from the laundry list women that have the list of uh, demands. That is never a good thing to get involved in. Even if you meet all of the demands, there will be more demands, and at that point you will no longer... You will no longer be able to meet those demands. So
5: yeah, if the girl's pictures are her modeling thousand-dollar purses in every photo, and they're all different two, three thousand-dollar purses, of course she's high maintenance. Of course, you're going to go broke trying to keep a girl like that happy. So, like I said, you're investigating. You're looking at pictures. You can tell who is down to earth and who is not.
4: Also, remember if all the photos are the Statue of Liberty,
5: the angles no problem. Yeah, angles, Yeah, make sure they have some nice casual photos where they're not cake-faced.
4: <laughs> yeah, we we all have – really, that's the angle from above. You lose 25 pounds, you put the camera right above you, you look better, it's just a wonderful thing. Okay, uh, next up on the mail segment, who do we have?
5: All right, back, pay attention. It.
4: It's time for mail call. Oh, well, we mentioned Barry in Music City. He says, Yo-Yo Ma Benny – We all know in criminal cases there are instances of appeals and then there are paroles. And since it is now in vogue to not even charge serious crimes in such jurisdictions, I am asking if you could parole Justin in Cincinnati to allow him back on the game shows. I think the show is better with him on it. But I also like Angry Bill's Calls to... Well, what do you say? Will you parole Justin in Cincinnati effective October 1st and let him back on the game shows? Well, Barry, it's a great question to ask, and I'm sure Justin requested you send this email. Uh, No, I, I respect Justin in Cincinnati, that he has not asked for leniency, that he has not asked for even an appeal. It sounds to me like Justin in Cincinnati wants to serve out the full sentence, and I respect that. And, and unlike these these soft, weak-ass district attorneys, if you do the crime, you got to do the time. And I would have been more than willing to give Justin a shorter sentence. He chose not to go to the kangaroo court of the Mallor Militia. And as a result, he's got to sit out. And the, you know, the, the the good news is he's still part of the show, and then he'll be back, and in January, and it's already October here, and so we're, we're moving through the year, and it's going to be January before you know it. So that's that, okay? Put that in your pipe and uh, smoke it, okay? Just so smoke, smoke. Smoke weed every day. That's right. Put that in your, you know what, all right. You've got mail. Lord Goofer writes in, says, So I have Mike Golick's answer on this. I'd love yours. Why? Us and Golick in the same category. Would you rather fight a regular sized chicken every time you get in your car or one human sized chicken once a year on a random date? <sighs> no. So I, I, a, a human sized chicken, are we talking like a 100 pound chicken or a 300 pound chicken?
5: Wait, and after you kill the chicken that's in your car, do you get to eat it?
4: Do you, yeah, you can fry it maybe? Yeah, know. you Just fry it up. That's a lot of good chicken. So how hard would it be to beat a, a chicken? Like one chicken. like uh, That would not be difficult at all. So i I would think that would be part of your morning routine. Say hey, I'm going. I'm going out to the store. Uh, let me bring my, my baseball bat so I can bludgeon the chicken when I get in the car, and then I'll be good. Right? But a human-sized chicken, uh, you know, you could you could get injured. You could be damaged.
5: So, well, you're a large human, so you could take it out.
4: Well, yeah, if it's a regular-sized human, but not unless a it karate human. chops you in the throat. Uh, yeah, like a three-year-old. <laughs> good point. I could get a chicken could peck my neck with its beak, and then I'll be in some trouble. I think I would be like that
5: meme. I would take the everyday chicken and then corral them, use them for my new chicken food truck. I would park right outside of Chick-fil-A only on Sundays, and my truck would be called Side Chick.
4: <laughs> there you go. It was the, it was the price of food with uh, the Putin inflation, according to Biden, the price of food's going up. Hopefully that would help you out. You get chicken every day. You can make all kinds of chicken, get chicken business. Jennifer in Richmond, Virginia writes in. She says, uh, hi, Ben and Danny G. Uh, ben, thank you for taking my previous request to heart and making the soundbite of go to sleep disappear from the network. I, I'm giving you all the credit and all the love. Well, thank you, Jennifer. very kind of you to do that. My it's question My question this week is, do you have any stories from the world of your dog, Bella? Arf, arf, arf. It's been a while since I've heard any updates. And Danny G, congrats on your promotion. So that's from Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Grazie, grazie. In Richmond, Virginia. So yeah, Bella's been doing better. She had been unable to control her bladder or her poop. She's an old dog. So we, we have a new strategy at the house. We've been now picking Bella up and putting her outside. At, Poop fest. Yes, at random times. And it has, it has actually worked. She's so lazy. When she gets put outside, she pretty much immediately poops. So it's worked out pretty well. And you'll be happy to know, Jennifer, that Bella is in her Halloween costume. She has a black sweater. Racist. With little orange, like you know, pumpkin things on the on the sweater, so she's all decked out in her Halloween costume. You'll see that, Danny, when you come over. Although by then she'll probably have a different costume because God only knows what we'll put on her by then. But that's oh. uh, that's the dog right there.
5: Animal abuse.
4: That's a quality. The dog seems to enjoy it. The dog enjoys it. The dog is such a pain. This dog thinks it's human if I'm in a room and Bella's not in the room, Bella will paw at the door until I open the door and she'll run like a bull. And she's really old and she can barely run, but she'll go back a few steps and run and jump against the door, making such a ruckus <laughs> yeah. that I have to open up the door just to shut her up. It's amazing. Yeah. Fear of missing out. All right. Last one here from Ohio. Alice he says, Benny, I have been biting my tongue on this for the first few weeks of Benny versus the penny. But the risk of sounding anal, when anybody says the risk of something, you know they're about to do the Uh risk of sounding anal.
5: Use the word anal.
4: I cannot contain my angst any longer. What the F is up with Danny G's penny flip soundbite? He then sent an illustration, which you cannot see, Danny. You don't have this in front of you. The first one and a half seconds of the bite is the natural sound you would get when a penny is spinning like a top, slows down, starts to wobble, and then comes to rest on a hard surface. Yeah, same as Coop's old penny soundbite. But then after one-fourth of a second silent gap, there is an additional penny sound that makes absolutely no sense to me. And he says, I have a PhD in mechanical engineering and recently (laughs) retired as a consultant after 33 years in the aerospace industry. No brag, just a fact. Well, you you, was kind of bragging a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest here. That was a good run, 33 years, as a a guy in the aerospace industry. Much respect. You're much smarter than me and Danny combined here. But uh, please have Danny G explain this, or else the conspiracy theories may start to grow. Thank you.
5: I love it. Well, you know, Ben, you didn't have the penny sound effect in your system, so I I had to go to our guy Vito to get it. So Vito sent me this long file of all these different sounding pennies on tables. I had to do the best I could. I took the best sound of a penny falling on the table. And then there was a sound of a penny, like finally setting on the table.
4: And I combined those two sounds. Okay. So there is a quirk in the sound. So Ohio, you're not going crazy. He did say, PS, I realized the penny's actual pick is most likely done with a flip of the coin app on the smartphone. No, no, you actually, we, we actually oh, use you, a, a coin, a penny. Yeah, you see me. I really do have a penny. It really did
5: come from the studio where I saw Coop hide it. Wow. Hey! While you make your pick at the end or you give a score, you say who you have, that's when I really flip it friday when we did it i actually dropped it on the floor one of the times and had to pick it up real quick oh so no i'm really flipping the magic penny
4: yeah al also points out ohio Al. he enjoys stirring the pot keep up the great work and thanks again for the continued use of his mailbag jingle we are here for you ohio al so thanks to jeffrey and mike and steve and matt and all you other guys we didn't have time to get to your messages because we got places to go we have football to watch and things to do and uh, we gotta get out of here Danny Geez, what we gotta
5: do? yeah come on Derek Carr you know I heard a stat Ben that he has 13 big plays which is tied in the NFL right now so he's got 13 long throws and catches which is awesome but can one of those throws please go into the end
4: zone yeah, he's got the Raiders get first down and ten at their own twenty yard line. He completes wow. a forty yard pass play <laughs> and then the drive fizzles a couple plays later. So yeah, yeah. Like
5: that's what's gonna be interesting against the Broncos because they are number one at suckage in the red zone and the Raiders aren't far behind them.
4: Yeah, neither team's particularly good in that department, and both teams have been poorly coached. So it's oh, it's uh, the immovable object uh, on both sides, on both sides. So we'll get out on that. Danny, you're in studio. Or today, or are you off today? Well, this is my first Sunday off in a year. Woo-woo! Mazel tov. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll be in tonight in the Magic Radio studio yapping away. So check that out. Tonight, we're back at 11 o'clock, Sunday night in the West, 2 a.m. in the East, all the way to 6 a.m. in the morning on the East Coast. We'll keep you company, talking football and all things NFL. And we will catch you then.
5: Later, Raider.
4: No, later skater. You
5: No, to- today it's Raider. Oh, okay. Bye, Felicia.